bridge Let's travel the world together She can make it easy and in any kind of weather No TSA, no bad checks, no patting down She's talking from the skies and sending lots of feel-good sounds Oh, Betty, in the sky, have you heard her yet? She loves traveling, there's no doubt Betty and the Jets Oh, she's weird and wonderful Oh, Betty, she's a podcast queen She's wearing high heel shoes Got her wings on too You know I've never seen a better stew Oh, Betty and the Jets Hello and welcome to Betty in the Sky with a Suitcase. I'm Betty. I'm a flight attendant for a major airline, and I bring you stories from the airplane, from the flight attendants and the pilots, and from traveling around the world, even though I'm not traveling much these days because of the coronavirus. But luckily, I've got good stories, and I have stories about blowers, bras, a DC-6, young pilots, masks, merch, beads, dryer sheets, nudity, and crispy fried river weed. Let's get on with the show. So I had some Mighty Mac guys in here because a little problem I had. Uh, you guys know what Mighty Mac is? It's like um, they come in when your place has been flooded or you've had some water problem and uh, they put in a dehumidifier and blowers and it's very loud and noisy. Uh, but so I was just talking to the guy and I was like, yeah, I had one in here for a long time before. And he goes, oh, my gosh. You know, sometimes people get their communications mixed up and sometimes those dehumidifiers or blowers can be in a place for a long time. And so uh, he said he was working for like a um, homeowners association, like property management, and they got a complaint from a guy and he's like, there is a noise in the cellar. I don't know what it is, but there's always this noise and it's bothering me. Can, you know, we need someone to look at, there's just some weird noise. So the Mighty Mac guy goes there and he said there was a blower in the closet. You know, it's just like a big loud fan. And he said that blower had been in that closet for eight years. <laughs> it didn't irritate the guy till eight years later. That was a, was a noise in the, in the basement. I might be a sucker, but I saw a video for this revolutionary new bra. Uh, they were saying how there hasn't been any new technology in bras for the last 80 years. And you have straps that dig in and they show under clothes. And uh, look at this brand new innovation. And it's like a attached bra, like a sticker type bra. And I was immediately skeptical because I have always been busty. It might work if you have like little nubs, but not if you're uh, well endowed. But then I'm watching the video and I did some research, looked up reviews, and they showed some videos of well endowed women. And you like, they showed how you do it. You kind of lift it up and you put the sticker on. And these, I got the bra in the mail. I ordered it. And it looks like a round circle with bunny ears. Um, so you put the round circle on as you lift up your boob and then you 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 stretch out the bunny ears and you attach the bunny ears and in the video it looked good and it actually looked supportive which I was skeptical like how stickers could be supportive <laughs> so I get the bunny bra sticker 
ears in the mail. And I'm like, oh, look, it's my bra experiment. I like an experiment. So I, I take the plastic off the back and it's very sticky. And I do like I saw in the video. So I lift it up and I put the circle on and then I stretch out the bunny ears and I put the bunny ears on. And then I'm like, huh, I don't, I don't this just looks like I have sticker on my boobs. And then the bunny ears kind of went <laughs> and unstuck. And I'm like, yeah, that's a big wah, wah, wah. And I thought, it said in the video, you might have to, you know, try a few times to get the hang of it. So I take the other one and I lift it up and I stick on the sticker and I stretch the bunny ears and put it on. And I think, and then the bunny ears went and fell off. And I'm like, all right, this is it's not working. And then I was thinking, can you? I can't even imagine a man falling for this. Yeah, I'm going to get a sticker for my wiener. Because <laughs> here's the thing, you got to pull that sucker off and it hurts. It's like the biggest band-aid on a sensitive area. And it's like, wow, <laughs> can't imagine a man ripping off a sticker off his wiener. <laughs> It was all red. The whole thing was a disaster. I was a sucker. And I took the bunny sticker bra thing and donated it to charity. I've got some bloopers for you. I spent a lot of time uh, recording the audiobook for uh, the Tar Pack. Uh, a power trip through Ecuador and Laos, which isn't out yet. Uh, I was smart this time because there's... I, I read through it to edit it six times, sent it off to the editor, and then uh, when I had done the first audiobook, I realized when you read for the audiobook, which is quite difficult, I'll have to tell you, you would think it wouldn't be hard for me because I've been recording the podcast forever, but the audiobook is hard, but also you're trying to... Uh, put in nuance and different voices. So you're really looking at it. Whereas when you're editing it, the other times, you know what it's going to say. So you can skip over a missed comma or a what instead of a was. <laughs> but doing the audiobook, I found like 29 mistakes. And then later on, it was I was I thought I'd have it out by this podcast, but I read it again and I found 15 mistakes. Ah, so it's almost out, but not out. But here are some bloopers from my time in the closet. Everywhere she went, people greeted her, Sabadi, and she would gleefully reply. Again. Everywhere she went, people greeted her, Sabadi, and she would gleefully reply. <laughs> I can't get that right. To her surprise, the crispy fried wiverweed, wiverweed, wiver wiverweed. To her surprise, the crispy fried wiver, I can't do it. <laughs> it's a tongue twister. Empty beer bottles and food wrappers liquored, <laughs> littered, liquored. Her mind lurched at the somersault of emotions she was feeling. So she made a conscious decision. Again. Her mind lurched at the s again. Her mind lurched at the somersault of emotions she was feeling, so she made a conscious decision. 
This next story came from listener. I'm going to have trouble with this name. I think it's Thornbjorn. <laughs> Thank you, Thornbjorn. What's all this all about? They got a bunch of dogs in there, I guess. Oh, do they? Yeah. Okay, let's tackle where is the DC-6 coming from and where is it going? The aircraft is owned by our friends at Everett's Air Cargo. They operate a long list of cargo aircraft that service the remote locations of Alaska. Everett's is the world leader in DC-6 operations and remote fuel delivery. But with ongoing acquisitions of more modern aircraft, they were looking for a good home for this special bird. Luckily, with workhorses with long histories, there's always a few airlines and aviation groups that want to preserve a part of their history. This lucky group that is receiving this DC-6 just happens to be former employees and fans of an airline that has been lost to the constant mergers and buyouts that plague the airline industry. The airline was called Brothen Safe and operated as Norway's flagship airline starting in 1946 and lasted into the new millennium as it was slowly merged into the modern-day SAS. With Brothen's historic legacy at risk of being lost to time, a dedicated group has found the last surviving DC-6 was in Alaska, and they reached out to Everett's and they made a deal to fly her back home to Norway. It is to my understanding that this will be the DC-6's last trip, as it will be going into static display, which basically means the aircraft will be put into a situation where it will no longer be able to fly, but it will be available to the public to see. The first leg was to fly from Fairbanks, Alaska to Yellowknife, Northwest Territories, Canada. The relatively short hop would be used to get the plane dialed in and get things ready for the long haul. The next big leg would be a straight shot, direct flight to Stravanger, Norway. But even more importantly, we needed to give their world champion passengers a pee break. We got Flatbox champion team from the Nicaragua. That's right, this airplane is full of sled dogs from Norway. And not just any sled dogs. These are the 2020 Iditarod champions. The Iditarod is the world's most famous and longest running sled dog race in the world. It is scientifically the most ultimate test of endurance for any animal on the planet. But after winning the race and due to the COVID-19 lockdown, the team was stuck in Alaska and unable to travel home to celebrate their huge win. So that bad timing couldn't have happened at a better time. The DC-6 has lots of space to give the champions the most epic ride home imaginable. But right now in Yellowknife, they have to pee. As fun as our time was with the DC-6, it had to be very short-lived, as once they had their thousands and thousands of liters of avgas in their wings, they had to book her out of town because they had a 15-hour flight ahead of them. So, Rob, where are you off to? Norway. So as we went home that night and went to bed, the DC-6 soldiered on into the night. The next morning, I awoke, had my cup of coffee, and watched live as the aircraft landed in Norway and got a hero's welcome. As the aircraft touched down in Norway, I couldn't help but be so proud of the team from Everett's for getting the aircraft there safely. The whole crew in Norway that had the foresight to save the heritage of this airplane. And in fact, anybody who's ever worked on this aircraft its entire life, this moment was for them. But let's rewind the clock and appreciate what just happened. 
This DC-6 started her career in Hong Kong in 1958. Over the many years, she's racked up over 50,000 flight hours. Imagine the thousands and thousands of passengers that rode with her. The millions and millions of tons of cargo she flew all over the world. She even took a break to fight the wild forest fires up here in Canada. Then she moved into her golden years and worked in Alaska, hauling fuel and supplies to people who had no access to the outside world. It's not every day you get to witness the end of a marvelous career. Now on a rainy runway in Yellowknife, she takes off for the final time. So I've been on unemployment. My airline, they had asked us to go out on leave, you know, because nobody's flying anywhere. And uh, they applied for us. And, um, you know, it's been good. Uh, I feel very fortunate. But the funny thing about unemployment is that they send you a debit card. And uh, that's where they put the money. And guess what the debit card is called? Way to go. So stupid. Way to go. You're unemployed. <laughs> Good job. <laughs> You're a loser. <laughs> it's actually called way the number two go. Way to go. You're unemployed. It's like wrong. It's like that's wrong branding. Sappy. This came from listener Donna. I like a heartwarming pandemic story. <laughs> this is from Virginia. And TJ Kim can't play lacrosse because of the coronavirus took the sport away. And at age 16, he can't drive alone. But Kim can fly. He's turned his flying lessons into missions of mercy, bringing desperately needed supplies to rural hospitals in need. Each week, he carries gloves, masks, gowns, and other equipment to small hospitals. When he made his first delivery on March 27th to a 25-bed hospital, he was taken aback by the reception. They kind of conveyed to me that they were really forgotten about. Everyone was wanting to send donations to the big city hospitals, he said. Every hospital is hurting for supplies, but it's the rural hospitals that have really been forgotten. Like high school students across the country, Kim was disheartened when school and activities were shut down to slow the spread of the coronavirus. In TJ's case, the shutdown ended his lacrosse season before it even got started. But Kim, 16, from Maryland, brainstormed with his family in Virginia about ways to keep active and to serve the community while he had all that time. They settled on Operation SOS, Supplies Over Skies. How great is that? SOS, Supplies Over Skies. The most recent flight carried 3,000 gloves, 1,000 head covers, 500 shoe covers, 50 non-surgical masks, 20 pairs of protective eyewear, and concentrated bottles of hand sanitizer to Winchester to help supply a hospital in nearby Woodstock. Kim's flight instructor said he was blown away when his student first proposed the project, especially since he knew how disappointed he had been at the cancellation of lacrosse. For TJ to be more concerned with the needs of others in his melancholy state just reiterated to me how amazing this young man is. I agree. Amazing. Did he promise you the moon and the stars? I'd like to thank any of you who are so 
kind when you're going to buy something on Amazon. You went to my website, BettyInTheSky.com. You can even bookmark it. Make sure your ad blocker's off just in case. Uh, and I like to see what people buy. And it supports the show. It doesn't cost you any more. This last month, somebody bought On the Noodle Road, Beijing to Rome. That's right after my traveling heart. Somebody else bought a Mighty Paw hands-free dog leash. And then another person bought a baseball cap that said, it's my effing birthday. But it didn't say effing. (laughs) So anyway, if you'd be so kind, think about going to BettyInTheSky.com to do your Amazon shopping. And I thank you so very much. Since I'm not flying and I've been spending some time with my realtor, here's a little story from him. I was showing a property once in Sea Plants years ago, and it was vacant. All the doors were off the hinges. It was, you know, in the middle of remodeling. So, and no cars in the driveway. We thought we were totally clear. And um, so we walk in. We're looking around. We get into the master bedroom, looking around, get into the master bathroom, and it was clear that there were painters there doing work on the house. We get into the master bathroom, and there are two painters in there, man and woman, and she's sitting on the toilet painting, or we thought she was. <laughs> we just thought she was trying to get into a tighter right. space or area. Um, and, and we're all like in the master bedroom, just standard master bathroom, just like, duh. And then it kind of hit everyone at the same time, including the painters. <laughs> that, wait a second, there are people here and she's using the bathroom. <laughs> so we had to, you know, embarrassedly yeah. head out. <laughs> I guess it's like an occupational hazard. Yeah, it can be. I recently had to get some dental work done and uh, it's a kind of dental work where they keep leaving you in the office and uh, I forgot my phone. So I'm just sitting there and they had some magazines. I never could look at magazines like paper magazines anymore. I used to get them on the airplane all the time. It's kind of fun, you know, checking out celebrity stuff and what they're wearing and, you know, it's something different. And uh, I saw an ad and, you know, I guess I don't see ads that much. Um, and I like an experiment. <laughs> it was an ad for Nair, that's hair removal, but it was said leg mask. They were like this, this um, moisturizing, exfoliating, hair removing, uh, makes hair grow back less mask for your legs. And it's green. <laughs> I thought, huh. So next time I was at the store, I thought, oh, I'm going to try that uh, green leg mask. The thing I liked about it is I liked the idea of maybe the hair growing back uh, less. So maybe you don't have to shave your legs as much because, you know, shaving your legs is kind of a hassle and you got to do it all the time. So uh, I got my little mask and uh, it was before I was going to take a shower and it said, you know, put a thick coat. So I put a thick coat all over my legs and then I thought, well, Matt, I might as well put some under my arms. Okay, put some on the bikini line. It says 10 minutes. Okay, I'm good to go. And I'm just like doing some stuff around the bathroom because I got to wait for 10 minutes. And then I, and then, of course, wouldn't you know it, <laughs> there's somebody at the door. Uh, and it's like, uh, I'm thinking, well, I'm not expecting anyone. And I, I got a bunch of green goop all over my body. I'm naked. <laughs> with green goop. It's not like I could easily get rid of it and get out there and I can't see from where I am and I'm not going to try to look because I'm naked. And so I'm thinking, well, 
whoever it is is going to go away. Like, maybe it's somebody from Amazon, you know, delivering a package. But I do have my place on the market, but they're supposed to call or text before they're coming. And that would be like the worst house condo showing ever. (laughs) Here's the person naked with green goop all over her legs. So I'm thinking, okay, they're going to leave. And then I hear, ding dong. And I'm thinking, ah, ah, ah. I don't know what to do. I don't want to yell. Um, yeah, I'm naked with a bunch of green stuff all over my legs. Can you come back later? Or even, I'm even afraid to say, who is it? Because I don't want to have to explain. But here's the thing. If it's anybody that knows me, they know I'm home because I have a screen door. It's a glass door, like a storm door. And then I have my front door and my front door is open. And I would never leave the house with the door open. So they know I'm home. So it's, and I'm like, "Ah, darn my experiments. I didn't go out there, but it turned out it was my realtor. He had some papers I needed to sign, and I'm so glad that I didn't do anything. I just apologized later. I didn't tell him I had green goop all over my legs and was naked. This came from listener Claudia. She said, I've been listening to you for years, probably since 2008, and I've been looking forward to your monthly podcast ever since. So nice. In between downloads, I re-listen to your older podcasts over and over again. It helps me keep sane. I'm an avid traveler, but also a mom, so traveling doesn't really happen as much. Your podcasts make me laugh and laugh. I feel like I'm listening to an old friend tell stories, and your travel stories make me feel like I'm right there with you. During this quarantine time, the house filled with people and daily chores growing, it's taken my sanity to a whole new level, and you are on constant repeat all day long. Yesterday, while doing laundry, I was laughing at a story you told. I can't remember which one it was, but I couldn't believe I was still laughing at a podcast episode that I know I have listened to like five or six times. That's just, that just like really made my day. So then she wrote, this was really made my day. So I decided I will make a monthly donation to you. Thinking about all the other things we pay for every month, I got to thinking that Betty is right up there with every other monthly subscription like Netflix or Amazon Prime. Thank you so much, Claudia. And then get this, if that wasn't enough to make my day, she sent me a story. So here's a story from Claudia. Hey, Betty. It's Claudia, longtime listener, and I wanted to share with you one of my funny stories from the passenger perspective. This happened a long time ago. I was boarding a flight from New York to Florida with my two small children. As I was boarding the plane, you could tell that all of the other passengers I was passing were not happy. They were shaking their heads, mumbling to their partners, and generally, displeased to see us. I found my seats and I proceeded to buckle in my two small children into their seats and I could tell that there was a woman across the aisle who kind of was concerned. Me being the people pleaser that I am, decided to let her know that I knew my children and that I had purchased these particular seats on this early morning flight 
because I knew my children would fall right to sleep as soon as the plane started to move. She looked at me, smiled, and said, that's okay, I'll just move. I thought that was weird, because I didn't think you could just move around on a plane. But she proceeded to find the flight attendant and just told her, I'll go sit in the back. So I didn't pay it any more attention, finished strapping my children, popped in my headphones, and fell right to sleep. Then I was awakened by that same lady running from the back, trying to get the other flight attendants' attention. They spoke hurriedly and both ran to the back where I heard the flight attendant screaming at people in the back that had decided to start their spring break early. They were throwing food, they were, had drinks, they were throwing a football on the plane back and forth, playing catch. Basically, spring breakers versus flight attendants. They were starting their spring break early on the flight to Florida. Later on, I found out that it was a flight attendant who was commuting on her way back home. <laughs> she was just looking for a little peace and quiet and some sleep. <laughs> she did not get it that morning on that flight. I have a friend who's flying at the moment, and he flies from the West Coast to Asia. He goes to Japan a lot. And uh, he said that on every flight, they have people they're bringing back because every country has their own restrictions, and you need to find it out before you go somewhere. And uh, apparently in Japan, if you don't have proof of where you're going to be staying for 14 days, uh, they don't let you in the country. <laughs> you stay in the airport overnight, and they send your ass right back home. <laughs> That is not a trip that anybody wants to do. <laughs> Fly to Japan and come back the next day. It's worse than working it. So guess what? I've got merch in the works. <laughs> I like the way that sounds. I've got merch in the works. Merch in the works. <laughs> Merchandise. Uh, guess what? So I, I'm always so... Uh, torn between which project I'm working on. Should I be working on the audiobook? Uh, and then something else will catch my interest. Like I got an email from Patreon saying that they now will make, produce, and ship merch. And I was like, huh. So of course I went down that merch rabbit hole. <laughs> but now I've got, I've got mugs, I've got stickers, I've got t-shirts, I've got hoodies, and I've got tote bags. I say I've got them, but I don't really got them. Uh, it is now July 6th. The podcast is due tomorrow, and I finished it all, but it's not live on Patreon yet. Um, so it should be live in the next few days. It's funny, I've got a lot of things that are almost done. So it's, like I said, it's the 6th of July. The podcast is due tomorrow, and I just got the link for my book <laughs> uh, at you know, like 6 p.m. Uh, so I was trying to figure out, should I try to upload the book so it'll be done when the podcast come out? But I'm, I'm just, I just can't get to it because I still got to finish getting the podcast out. So everything is like a day late and a dollar short. So the book is coming out probably, <laughs> probably tomorrow or the next day, uh, depending on when I can finish uploading it. And the merch should be ready at any time. I got to tell you, the merch from Patreon uh, 
they make it and they ship it. Uh, I think it's a little expensive. I'm protective of you guys, and I wanted to put it at a, at a lower tier. You know, you get a tier, and then you get your merch, but they won't, will only let you put, like, a T-shirt at a certain tier. And then they have a weird thing, if you ask me, that you have to have paid for three months of your tier before they send you the merch. And I find that a little odd. Like, you want a mug, you know, you sign up, and then you don't get the mug for three months. <laughs> The only good thing about that is I would think you'd probably forget about it and then you'll get a surprise mug in the mail three months later. And I'm going to say another thing, even though I'm sure you're not supposed to, uh, I find the tears a little expensive for what prize, whatever you want to call it, you get, the merch you get. So, and you, you don't get it till you've been a patron at that tier for three months. So if you want, you know, after the three months, you could cancel, you know, but you didn't hear it from me. <laughs> Anyway, all of it, all the merch and the merches, uh, like the t-shirt and the tote bag are different graphics. So, you know, look to see what you like. And uh, it's at www.patreon.com slash Betty in the Sky. So I've been staging the condo because I'm uh, it's listed and I'm showing it and you know you want it to look t- as best you can perfect right so I got a storage unit and I'm taking all this junk like winter clothes and stuff and putting it in the storage unit because this way it looks like oh there's a ton of closet space look there's she's only using like half her closet space <laughs> I even have like baskets and like tchotchkes. I have like an old-fashioned swimmer and a cap with her toe pointing up, taking up a whole shelf in a closet. Nobody does that. Nobody has just a tchotchke where you usually would have stuff. But um, you know who would have like a little swimmer in her closet? A perfect person would. <laughs> a perfect, that's what I want them to think. Oh, a perfect person lives here have everything off the counters in the kitchen. I took everything like the toaster oven, my coffee uh, maker, and I put it away. And then I instead, I've got pretty bowls full of freshly arranged fruit. Because you know who eats a lot of fruit? A perfect person. <laughs> I wanted to think, see, if I lived there, I'd eat a bunch of fruit and I'd be healthier. <laughs> So I've been doing a lot of cleaning because basically, you know, you got to have everything clean and shiny because you want them to think it's perfect. <laughs> so before showing, I'm, I'm running around, I'm putting everything away, I'm shining everything. And then I go to the pool um, get and swim because sometimes they've been like in here for like an hour. So I don't know if you guys know the camp or folk swimming song. Swimming, swimming, in my swimming pool. One days are hot, one days are cold, in my swimming pool. Breaststroke, side stroke, fancy diving too. Oh, don't you wish you never had anything else to do but... We used to sing that at camp. And since I've been swimming, and since I've been cleaning so much, as I'm cleaning with my Windex and my paper towels or my rag, I'm thinking... Cleaning, cleaning in the selling condo when days are hot and days are cold in the cleaning condo. And um, it's the cleaning condo because we got the coronavirus going on, right? And uh, so 
When they're done and I come back, guess what I gotta do? Cleaning, cleaning, in the cleaning condo. When days are hot and days are cold, in the cleaning condo. <laughs> I gotta clean everything because you don't know what they touched. And we got a big virus and I don't want to get sick. So it's like I clean before and then I leave and I swim and I come back and then I clean again. And so I had done that and I was cleaning, cleaning, in the cleaning condo. And, uh, I went and I'll take a shower, I take my swimsuit off, and I'm naked, and next thing I know, I get a text from my realtor that um, somebody wants, another person wants to see it in 20 minutes, and I was like, ah! <laughs> you know, sorry, the podcast now is about naked realtor stories, whereas, you know, it used to be all about travel. <laughs> I guess that's all I got going on. So I hurry up, put the swimsuit back on, go back out there, and now I'm swimming, swimming in the swimming pool. <laughs> Then back to cleaning, cleaning in the selling condo. This next story came from Claudia. It's a show I've never heard of before called Strange Inheritance. And the episode is called Bead Dazzled. Bead Dazzled. And it's about a flight attendant. And here's just a little bit of it. So if you want to see the whole thing, I'll put a link. The show is called Strange Inheritance. Bead Dazzled. My name is Lise Mosel. For over half a century, my glamorous Aunt Naomi traveled the world in style. She always had a surprise for us, but the biggest one came after she passed away. I want to know more about those surprises, so I meet Lise and her mother, Carol, at the condo where Aunt Naomi lived for more than 30 years. From United Airlines saying, we're hiring. She thought, I'll do it for the summer. What do you think it was about that sign? asking for people to sign up to be stewardesses that attracted her. It was the travel. She always was an adventurer. Naomi instantly falls in love with the globe-trotting lifestyle. She was hooked. She was hooked, and she never regretted it. In 1952, she jumped ship to Pan American Airways. Not just the most prestigious of carriers, but a cultural icon. Pan Am was founded in 1927 as America's first international airline. An innovator in the use of jet aircraft, Pan Am becomes legendary for its luxury, panache, and above all, its classy, gorgeous stewardesses. Pan Am flight attendants were iconic. Did she fit the bill, Lise? Oh, good Lord. I think she created the bill, actually. How'd she look in her uniform? Oh, she looked gorgeous. She looked gorgeous until she retired. The Stu's life gives Naomi the chance to see the world. During layovers, while her stewardess friends sit by the pool, Naomi immerses herself in the local culture, which leads to a new hobby, beads. That's how she befriends Jamie Allen over their shared love of the small mementos. What do you think Naomi's fascination with beads was? She liked the fact that beads put you in touch with the culture that you admire or are interested in. In some cultures, they're money. In others, magical charms. For Naomi, they slide easily into a suitcase and through customs. They are mankind's oldest portable art form. Naomi soon identifies the perfect way to add to her bead count. Archaeological dig sites. And her $10 per diem from Pan Am comes in quite handy. 
at that particular point in time, the archaeologists weren't interested in beads. And for $10, she could get a lot of beads. What if she needed the money to eat? She knew that she could find somebody who'd buy dinner for her. Naomi's tiny keepsakes soon include glass beads from China, jasper from South America, stone beads from the Middle East, and countless more from around the world. Over the decades, Naomi stockpiles her beads in her San Francisco condo. I thought she was a smuggler, which made it even more exciting. What? She was this kind of bigger-than-life, independent woman who did exactly what she wanted, and I thought she was magic. She never married. No, she never did. She had many proposals. <laughs> she had so many diamond rings that she took all the diamonds and made one band. From different guys. All from different guys. Listener, I have trouble saying listener. Listener, Steve, wrote me, he's really good at sending me stuff, that uh, National Airlines named their planes with women's names, and he showed me a mug that read, get this, I'm Betty, fly me. <laughs> I'm Betty, fly me. Wanna lift you up, never let you so I have a stackable washer and dryer, and it's next to the kitchen. And uh, I have very light-colored tile in the kitchen. And um, I don't know, you might be able to see where this is going. But uh, I don't know if this happened to you, but it's happened to me more than once. Um, the dryer sheet is kind of clear or light-colored, and it looks very much like the tile in my kitchen. And I was like, I it, it's slippery. I slipped on it and I was like, whoop. Boom! Down on my back. Luckily, I didn't hurt myself. Didn't hit my head. <laughs> but it's dangerous. I think the dryer sheet is the new banana peel. Because what's a banana peel doing on the floor? But the dryer sheet is very easy to drop on the floor. You don't even see it. You're taking some clothes out. You're folding it. You don't realize it hits the floor. And next thing you know, boom. Uh, and plus, I don't know. You know, that was always a thing in TV shows and comics, slipping on a banana peel. But I know if anyone's ever slipped on a banana peel but I believe they like you know orange is the new black brown is the new black I think the dryer sheet is the new banana peel well that's about it for this episode of Betty in the Sky with a Suitcase I hope you'll join me again next time so we can hopefully travel around the world together and if you get a chance you should try some quispy fried with a weed <laughs> bye hey kids when you fly together she'll tell you where she's been and tell you where she's going you'll have some fun so why not come along Belts are fastened for takeoff and the signal is strong. Oh, Betty, in the sky, have you heard her yet? She loves traveling, there's no doubt. Betty and the Jets. Oh, she's weird and wonderful. Oh, Betty, she's a podcast queen. She's wearing high heels.
This Valentine's Day, Dunkin's got the perfect pairings to show your love. So get down on one knee with a dozen brownie batter donuts and a cocoa mocha signature latte. Or make them swoon with a strawberry dragon fruit Dunkin' refresher with a Cupid's Choice Donut. Are you ready for love? America runs on Dunkin'. Price and participation may vary. Limited time offer.